It's your girl, Fancy Patrice, and we're back with another episode of Crown. This is the place to wear your crown. Come on, y'all, let's turn up the sound. Uh, if it's slide and put it on back, yeah, that's right, put it on track. This is the crown. So Crown is a podcast where we discuss celebrity drama, answer questions from listeners, and snap on topics that everyday adults experience. So I inspire to help kings and queens keep their crowns aligned even when life has gotten hard. I strive to be a voice or an outlet for millennials who feel lost, who are unable to express their emotions, or feel like they aren't doing enough right now in life. I want everyone to know that wherever you are, or whatever you may be dealing with or have dealt with, it's okay to be in that exact position at the exact moment. And today I have a special guest, my friend and sister, Kristen. Hey, <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I wasn't going to have it any other way. <laughs> she literally wasn't. I mean, I was like, I'm going to ask, and she beat me to it. So. <laughs> I got to be on the crown. <laughs> I was like, who else would I like to talk about all the juicy stuff? So, Kristen, let me give a little background. Kristen let me call her the wrong name for about six months. Oh, my goodness. I'm so one of those people where I don't like to correct people that mispronounce my name. I don't know what it is. It just comes off as rude and, like, pretentious to me to be like, oh, my name's not Kristen. It's Kristen. Like, I don't know what it is. I just always had in my head that that's rude. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but. I I mean, I I don't know if I thought it was because the way it's spelled, uh-huh. but literally I would call you Kirsten. Is that what I do? Oh, would be Kirsten. You, you would think about it. Like, I would. Kirsten. And I'd be like, oh my goodness. She's trying. And I think, I don't know. It was one of our last sisters. I finally was like, that is not her name. I can't think of who it was, but <laughs> one of our outspoken yes. yes. And I was like, you've been letting me call you this all this time. You're like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, the idea was there. You knew who I was. But over this time, I just feel like both of us have evolved so much Mm -hmm. and just strengthened our relationship over time. But just like I've gotten to know you, I want the listeners to get to know you too. So to get a sense of your personality, who's your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush is Michael B. Jordan. It it changes often, but uh, he's been pretty consistent, so I'll, I'll name Stick drop with him. him. Okay. So we start the show with Fancy's thoughts. I don't know. Should we start with good news, like in between news, or bad news? Girl, give me the good, the bad, or the ugly. I don't care. <laughs> So, I guess mm-hmm. we're going order. Okay. Kim Porter, yeah. the mother of four beautiful children who was in a relationship with Diddy. And everybody's so mad that they are, well, not everybody, relating her to be the ex of Diddy. But right. I don't think that she would be upset because from her pictures, now I don't know her. Mm-hmm. She seemed like she was very family-oriented. And yeah. they 
co-parented very well. Like, as far as, like, showing love to the kids. And Diddy spoke out this past week and was saying how he went through depression. And Kim... Uh, when he was with her? No. Or, I mean, after they broke up, but when she yes. was alive. Okay. Like, at the top of the year. Okay. He didn't know why he was going through this. And she was like, come over, like, you got to get up. Like, still. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, he was in a relationship with Cassie. Cassie. So, I don't, but they broke up, right? They did break up, and shit, that might be why. <laughs> Your baby mama coming up and told you to get Ooh. out the bed. So I don't know how much longer we gonna be together, but. <laughs> yeah, he talked about, like, being in a very dark place, and you don't necessarily think about did he be being in, in a dark, dark place. place. Like, what? I'm in a dark place. I'm one missed paycheck from being in a dark place, okay? Seriously. So, if I had Diddy money, I'd always... Well, like, so, <laughs> so I would like to know, but they say money doesn't, doesn't buy, buy happiness. happiness. And I, I think we've seen that with Kanye enough to know that that's legit or um, Robin Williams or just a lot of famous people that have committed suicide or have to be hospitalized or had drug use. Um, so it, it's true. Mm-hmm. I would like to test the theory. But <laughs> I feel like I'd be pretty happy with my money. But, Seriously, um, I don't have any problems that couldn't be not solved with money. Oh, I, 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 I have a good relationship with my family. I think that we feel that way because we have a really good relationship with like our families and we have yeah. solid friends and we um, kind of know who we are and mm-hmm. do self-care. And so if we had the money, I mean... We'd be good, right? Yeah, Yeah. money doesn't change you. It changes the people around you. It's something else I also hear. She's deep. Look at her. Look at her. So maybe that's where depression comes in. But I do want to talk about Kim because I felt some type of way towards Diddy because I felt like he never did right by her. And I felt like it's so easy to turn your back on a black woman for these racially ambiguous girls that when shit hits the fan, like, you're depressed. Why is your baby mama the one uplifting you and not your trophy? Or even when him and J-Lo got into that, they got arrested or something. Remember a long time ago they yeah. got arrested? And I'm like, J-Lo peaced out after that. And it's like, that's what these black men want. Yeah. And that's no shade to anyone listening who is not a black woman. But I just feel like sometimes we do get the short end of the stick when men get that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's a racial thing. I actually had someone tell me, you know, what's better than something that's old? Yeah, something that's new. It was some more words in there, but it's just too ignorant to share. <laughs> so you saying J-Lo was the trophy? Um, I think J-Lo was a trophy. I okay. think Diddy was feeling himself. Like, when he dated her, he was kind of at the height of his career. Um, That's when he was kind of moving from being a producer to, like, um, doing other little things from what I remember and mm-hmm. J-Lo was like hot and popping so it just made sense to mm-hmm. go with her and the fact that Kim I'm finding all these stories about Kim that she owned like her company is the one that did Black Girls Rock that came up with the idea oh, of wow. Black Girls Rock see like why is this not being prom- why did you not promote her like that I feel like we only know her as your baby mama because saying we were introduced to like I think um, Dallas Austin said Drumline was based on oh, him, him, her story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be sure said Forever Third My Lady, lady. <laughs> was like based on her. So I'm like hearing all these stories now that she's 
gone. gone. He posted a picture of her, like, I mean, I'm sorry, a video of her playing the piano. And I'm like, dang, I wish I would have known more about this this black queen when she was, I mean, she's the same age as my mother. Yeah. And so I think that just thinking about that was like, dang. Right. I just, I think the way they honored her and the things that have been coming out since her passing have been honorable. Definitely. You know, being a black woman of four beautiful children, you know, that different all ages. all look like their dad. <laughs> her genes are like... Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all slim images of their dads. <laughs> um, being a businesswoman, mm-hmm. like, everything is just in very good taste. About her, and that's something that we don't necessarily see in the black community. Absolutely. Unfortunately, they like to post the bad things that happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all the other baby mamas or girlfriends has something nice to say. I don't think J Lo said anything, <laughs> but I love J Lo. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bash my girl. Y'all know I love J Lo. You do, but I just, I liked Kim for Diddy. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I think I just had that. She yeah. has so many people speak highly of her. Definitely. Okay, so in better news, Supercent, she hit 1 million sales of her crayon case in 90 mm-hmm. minutes. Bruh, who is Supercent? Okay, I only know Supercent because y'all can always find me in the comments of your local shade room <laughs> post. Um, <laughs> people constantly message me like, Kristen, look at you, or send me screenshots of me arguing with people on the shade room. <laughs> I've changed. Now that I'm back full-time at work, I have kind of pulled off of the summer. Honey, when I have the extra time, you can find me on every post. <laughs> Uh, she had like 1300 people liking your content and it always be the ones that I wish were low that would blow up and like I cannot say anything about Nicki Minaj because I'd be arguing with um fake pages okay uh all day of uh Nicki Minaj fan pages telling me I'm I'm ugly (laughs) and I'm jealous of Nicki Minaj but um Super said, I say all that to say, I would see her comments because she also frequents the shade room. And it, it's even a joke like, I, I'm here before Super Set or I'm here before Just Hilarious. Yeah. And so that's what I knew her as. And you know, Just Hilarious made a post on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was like, y'all always talk about celebrities got time, but we got time today. Yeah. Pretty much like putting all the accolades of everybody. She's like, I'm on Fox and I got more stuff to come out. They got all the time in the world to comment on the shade room. <laughs> I, if I always say this, and there's nothing wrong with my life. I've achieved great things. I've, I'm in a great space. But if I knew, oh my God, if I knew how YouTube and Instagram were going to hit, I, I, my whole trajectory of life would have went different. Right. Because I would have hopped it. So shout out to everybody that's making six figures or better. And they got their start on YouTube or Instagram like, Good grief. Y'all, y'all saw the vision. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. So Supercent mm-hmm. was on Vine with Tokyo Vanity. She was on Love & Hip Hop yes. Atlanta. Yes, yes. So they're best friends. Okay. So I saw her through Tokyo okay. when she was on Vine. And like she used to do like YouTube videos. And she has really evolved. Okay. She came yeah. from busting tables, cleaning hotel rooms. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you really got to come up. And and her makeup seems to be doing really well. And it looks good. I may check it out. 
I don't wear makeup. That's that's not my forte. Mm-hmm. I mean, she got some lip gloss. <laughs> we can handle that. <laughs> but <laughs> can handle that. My I have I my skin is acne prone, so okay. anything that's gonna cake these pores is a okay. no. But you know, some good old eyeshadow and lip gloss. I'm with you. It's like to cater to amateur people okay. who do makeup. And I thought that was a great market because just like you and I, yeah, who know nothing about makeup, exactly. it's supposed to be easy and well, efficient. You know I, mean? I, I always thought that you wore heavy makeup because your skin is so um, blemish-free. So really? The fact that you are well, now you. hearing that you don't wear makeup, I always thought you wore a certain amount because your skin really is... Uh, flawless. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. somebody who suffer from acne, you, you just are very cognizant of yep, every, yeah. faces. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I do a little highlight. I can do that. <laughs> and a little lip pop. And that's yeah. about it. I'm out my way. I wish I could do some eyebrows because they look good. Like when people do them, they look so good. My, that's one thing I got going for me is my joints are thick, so I just let them rise. You good, Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, I was very surprised and I looked it up. There are 2.4 million black businesses Mm -hmm. in the world. Okay, so, you know, that's really a lot. But a lot of them are black women from the ages of 30 to 54. Mm -hmm. And the average income is $213,000. Right. So here we are, a black woman. I think Super is 25 or 26 years old. Okay, she's young. Making a million dollars. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I feel inspired. I said, go ahead, girl. Yeah. Okay, and my last thought is Creed 2. Have you seen it? No. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny because I was actually supposed to see it tonight, but I just, I can't do the movies on Fridays. I'm too tired. So I just Come can't. on, Granny. <laughs> First of all, Michael B. Jordan. Fine. I just be so mad. Like he said, it was the hardest road that he ever trained for, mm-hmm. probably because he had to love a black woman, and that's no shade. And wow. I mean, like he was in a good physique, like yeah, that body. For the I mean, even movie. Holly Berry been on his pictures, like being thirsty. I'm like, come on, Holly, <laughs> Michael better hit that. <laughs> Michael, I love you, but hit that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they were. I don't know, he he's he's a good actor to me. Mm-hmm. So it was very like relatable, like as far as their relationship. You saw Creed One, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they kinda went through their struggles. Yeah. Same thing in this movie. I'm okay. not gonna spoil yeah. too much. But I mean, they end up really being in love and she like supported him on his dream. Yeah. Of course. That's what men do. Yeah. We support our and men and on their dreams. She supported a man while here and impaired. Okay, sis. Go off. Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. We'll sacrifice. We'll do anything for our man. You know, and he lived his dream. But she did stand up for herself. Yeah, that sounds consistent. If you look at most of the successful black men they started off with black women their eldest children are black but then it again goes to your racially ambiguous your cassie or j-lo's and the mixed children and um what is it what i just would like to know what it is do they feel like black women um there's not a lot of valuable 
candidates. I just want to know what it is for when a man hits a certain level, he feels like he's outgrown black women. We are seeing more than ever a lot of black women who are business owners and really have their own and are doing their thing. Yeah. And a lot of them are single. Or a lot of That's them true. are just getting engaged in their 40s. Like Taraji or like Gabrielle Union. I mean, these women were getting married past your quote-unquote prime. And it's like, why? Yeah. They have so much going for them. Yeah. And even with Gabrielle Union, they was trying to tear her down because she had a surrogate. And she was holding a baby. I mean, it's just any and everything that people can do mm-hmm. to try to tear you down. I mean, that is her business. It is. It's <laughs> nobody's business. Yeah, and I mean, she miscarried numerous times. Like, I think she said like eight. I think after the second one, I probably would have gotten a surrogate round just for like, I'm not going through do that this trauma again. again. Mm-hmm. And like Kim, I can't speak for if Kim had a miscarriage, but I mean, she did a surrogate after birthing two kids. And um, Kim Kardashian? Kardashian. Oh, okay. Kardashian. Yep, the newest baby it was born from a surrogate. So I don't know what the backstory for that is, but I don't know. Okay. I'm happy for Gabrielle. Me too. I'm glad she's a mom. Absolutely. Um, Tyra Banks, another woman who is wealthy um, in her 40s. I think she just adopted, never been married. I just wonder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I know we talked about beauty, right. and you gave me a compliment, but I don't know if the listeners out there just know somebody that's really pretty that's Kristen Kristen is the girl you put in the front of the line to get in the section (laughs) Kristen is just one of those people that's just she's just really pretty you just always have that friend that's just Uh really gorgeous and that's you wow did you know that yes (laughs) yes she knows she's a baddie so like in the time that I've known you Mm -hmm. I feel like Women are just very jealous of you. Like, for no apparent reason, you can walk in the room and somebody is trying to find your flaw. Like, I have been a witness to that. You know, whether you open your mouth, whether you're talking about your job, working with people, just because you're pretty. So, you know, jealousy has kind of just made its way to you. So, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't classify as jealousy, but they be hating. They just be hating. (laughs) I have a different perspective um, while I think I'm pretty and gorgeous, okay, mm-hmm. there's confidence. When people get to know me, they mm-hmm. become jealous of me. Okay. And that's been something I've had to adjust to. Mm-hmm. It's been an adjustment because it sometimes it hurts my feelings that people become jealous, especially right. when they're friends. Yeah. So how do you deal with it? Well. <laughs> or first, do you think it happens? Do you think um, people become jealous? I will speak for me that I actually have been jealous of friends in the past when I was in college, of course. Like, if um, friends had certain things, I was definitely um, a jealous girl. But I've noticed as I get older, like, sometimes people will not want to hang out with you (laughs) because when you go out, guys are talking to you or you're sociable. Like, I literally... I had a gay guy friend. Oh, Jesus. We, me and him have not talked in a while. And um, he would say, like, you need to separate friend time from um, going out and getting guys time. And I was like, well, 
And that's what I'm saying. that I'm interested in so I'm not supposed to speak and if he talks to me I'm supposed to be standoffish because I'm out with my friends right like give me a break right I, I don't so I will say that friends that are jealous or they have hater tendencies like that you just kind of gotta cut them off because I don't need that energy in my life so what about people that aren't your friends like People, women that just don't like you mm-hmm. just because you enter the room. I have been with you when mm-hmm. this has happened. Yeah. You don't pay it any attention, apparently. I just feel <laughs> as though... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, I was talking a lot in the beginning. Now I'm stumped. Um, thank you so much for this, but... I just feel like it just makes me insecure. Like, I do feel like there are a lot of women out there who don't like me, and I don't know why, because I don't feel like I am overly obnoxious. I don't feel like I'm intentionally rude. I feel like, yes, I have character flaws, but who doesn't? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the fact that sometimes I have interacted with people, and it's always, whenever people don't like me, it's always one of two things. Oh, you act white, or you act bougie, which is like, I don't necessarily feel as though I tried to act that way. My parents put me in private school, um, in a white private school, because I was a behavior issue. And my behaviors were getting so out of control in kindergarten when, you know, you first really enter school that my parents didn't want me in a public school environment. Mm -hmm. So I grew up around nothing but white girls hating myself wanting to be white sometimes because I'm like dang I stick out like a sore thumb Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying I don't want to be the black girl and have people make awkward comments to me and about my hair and so um I don't know if maybe that's what they're picking up on the why does she act like that it's because that's who I grew up with wow yeah I think you're making a great point you know a lot of times people judge a book by its cover and don't necessarily know everyone's story. And for you to share, you know, an insecurity about your race and then wishes you were something that you're not. I think that that is a big part of jealousy that people play their insecurities on other people. So I think it's important to note that everyone should consider their insecurities and the fact that other people have them too. And to do as you have done, change those insecurities into strength. And putting it towards self-esteem. Well, I can't help that if you don't have a reason for yep. not liking Yeah. Do you think social media plays a part in people becoming jealous or envious of other people? I just, I don't get what it is. I mean, I just can't say that. It's been a while, like I said, I was younger, that I've been jealous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we find inspirational people like Oprah, Ellen, yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> like, yeah. I find these people inspirational. Mm-hmm. Super sent. Yeah. But there's not jealousy there. And I don't know why do we, the people that we know, mm-hmm. become jealous of them if mm-hmm. they start to evolve or do something like that right. compared to a celebrity or somebody that has made it. What did she do to get to this point? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, why? Why? What is hating you going to do for me? Yeah. And I think there's enough of that going on in the world. We should not tear down another black woman. You know? Yeah. like, and, and it doesn't have to be just jealousy. Like, even things that you say. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful. You know? Right. You don't want to 
tarnish somebody's character. Definitely. You know, just because of what you think. People are so hypocritical with who they like and who they don't like. I have a friend who's very gorgeous and she, um, I mean, she talked to a very well-known celebrity, mm -hmm. A-list celebrity. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how beautiful she was. <laughs> and he like legit rocked with her. Okay. And um, I don't know, this girl, I mean, she's in law school now, like she's really got it going on. And there was a mutual friend of ours that would always be like, she's a hoe. I know she has an STD. She's burning. She's this and she's that. And it was just totally uncalled for because this girl really liked her. I never heard her say anything on the flip side negative. Whenever they were together, it was all, ha, ha, hey, girl. But just talk about her like a dog behind her back. And I seriously to this day feel like it was because of that relationship with the celebrity that she was just so mad because she was so used to being the yeah. girl that got chose. To, so to see her friend get chosen and get to go and get the calls and be like, y'all want to come with me? She couldn't stand it. And it's just girls... I I mean, they will hate another girl for something that they just did an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh -huh. I don't know. I just had to really overcome mm -hmm. that feeling of jealousy because I don't, I think I've always desired valuable relationships. Yeah. So when that happens or I feel like I'm getting close to somebody mm -hmm. and I, then they start to get jealous or downplay something that bothers me when that happens. Right. But I have really had to just overcome it and put it behind me. I, I mentioned in the first podcast, mm -hmm. you know, when you worry about like what your haters are doing, you always trying to prove them wrong. Right. You spend so much time yeah. trying to get that approval from that person. Right. So I, I just overlook it. Yeah, I think it's just when you, and it's sad, but when you get to a point where someone is just constantly negative or constantly saying negative things about other women. I'm someone where I don't even like to be around people who are constantly saying negative things about women that are unwarranted. Now, we have a mutual friend who's on some bullshit and doing something crazy. I don't mind engaging you about it and being like, yo, what's up with da-da-da-da-da and us talking about how we can help that person or brainstorming what's going on with that person or how yeah. we can help. That's fine. But to sit there and just pick somebody apart, please count me out. I Absolutely. can't invite that energy to my life. That's I just right. can't. That's right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you had mentioned earlier about calling somebody a hoe. Uh-huh. So do you believe that everybody has a hoe phase? Everybody does have a hoe phase. And I if do they too. don't, they should. <laughs> <laughs> um... It does. And what's a whole phase for me might not be a, a whole phase for you. You know, I might be a relationship girl and then I might have like two hookups and then get in a relationship and get married. And I might be like, oh, that was my little whole phase when I was fucking with those two dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and then you have something that just, I have a friend who was 17 guys deep. Think anything is wrong with being sexually free as long as you know, morally, you're sound. If you want to have sex, have sex. But are you having sex with um, your friend's men? Are you having sex with married men? Are you having Ooh. sex with... Um, That's a good one. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's how you carry the whole face. Jesus did not die on the cross <laughs> for you to be a side chick. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> but, um, you know... That was my past life. I'm sorry. If there's a girl who even remotely thinks that you're her man, um, you you can just go. 
I don't have time. I'm not sharing. And just like that viral post that goes viral every year around Christmas, that's like, before I buy this gift, is there anyone who wants to come to me like a woman? Please. If you hear my voice, clap once. If you, if you, if you know who I deal with and you deal with him too, follow me, sis. Okay. No, seriously. I I don't know. I I, I think everybody should have a whole phase. Um, I know so many people uh-huh. who spent a lot of their 20s in a relationship yes. and it didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere. So then they've like missed out on a lot of things that, you know, going on trips or doing certain yeah. things because they was in this relationship. Yeah. Now they're in adult life and they have to start over. Yeah. And it's hard. <laughs> lots of friends that are in that exact same situation. They spent lots of their 20s with a dude, knew it was not going to work, but kept, whether it was for the kids or yeah. not wanting to be single. And now they're in their late 40s and they're just like, oh, crap. Like, I have to be on the dating scene now. Yep. Which is awful. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I, I think my perspective has mm-hmm. changed. I wanted to, like, three years ago, I wanted to be married. Yeah. I wanted a family. I, this all was going to happen by 25, girl. Like, <laughs> I thought that as well. <laughs> but now yeah. I feel like it's not a priority of mine. Um, I'm just on this journey of like self-love. I've always felt like I've known who I am while I'm changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just so focused on myself. I can't yeah. focus on somebody else's bullshit yeah. at this time. Oh. Like, Jacquees, I would not rather be with you in all your bullshit. I would rather be with someone that ain't got no bullshit. I will cry in the Nissan over the Phantom. What did you say? You would cry in the Nissan over the Phantom. Nissan, please. I actually like Infinities. Um, I don't... I don't have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. So many people focus on the wrong thing. Like mm-hmm. focus on the wedding or yes. not wanting to be by themselves. And it is a true difference between being lonely mm-hmm. and being alone. Yeah. Totally different. Mm-hmm. And so many people equate when you don't have anybody that you're lonely. That you are lonely. I have so many friends that are lonely. Yeah. And they're in relationships. They Ooh, don't know deep. who their man's with tonight. Ooh. And I'm um, this with my friends. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. But at the end of the day, you know, they know their situation. And I and this is nothing I haven't told them. Like, girl, get out. Yeah. You're still young. Young. Yeah. Do not settle. Lady. Don't have your child grow up in a loveless marriage. Because I dated someone who hates his father and his father was in the picture and it took me a while to really comprehend it because um me and him used to go back and forth i'm like you know da 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 my dad has always lived multiple states away from me i have never seen my dad more than like four times in one year mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying i see him when we can and he'd always be complaining about my dad this i'm like dude your dad is there your dad's still there like i couldn't get it Mm -hmm. and i really had to do really think about it his parents were in a loveless marriage and his father's resentment from that carried on to their relationship and he took it out on him as the oldest son and so now i look back on that and i feel like i was so insensitive like yeah your dad was there but that does not mean things were good i mean I would, I would not recommend anyone staying in something that they're not happy in. And, and y'all know. You do know. And I think 
we all, you have to go through that relationship mm-hmm. to know what you want, what you don't want, and what you deserve. Right. But you got to learn from that. Like, I have settled in a relationship before. Yeah. That has happened, but I will never do that again. Mm-hmm. I was 19, 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Come on. Y'all know what I was doing at 19. Like, you was in a relationship, girl. I won't. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Like, and he was awful, and I settled. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. never go back. And mm-hmm. even, you know... You get caught up and you're like, I'm in love. But sometimes you just got to come back to reality. Yeah, you got to be come back to reality. Like, am I in this just for the sake of I could say I have somebody? And I have had friends throw that in my face, like, during arguments. Like, oh, but you don't never have a man. You're right. I don't <laughs> because I'm not one for the... I know how that story plays out. Yeah. So no thank you has always been my thing. I'll be alone. Yes, I've been single a lot of my prime, but what what have I really lost? Thank you. Next. <laughs> well, I mean, what have I lost? I got to talk to different people, date different men, see what I like, what I don't like. Um, I do think your family or your relationship or your experiences, like, you know, definitely define where you are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this where it's like people who are raised in love think differently than people that were raised in to survive. survive. Yeah. I was raised in survival from one of my parents, from mm-hmm. my dad. So, okay. yeah, it is different. Yeah. I don't know. I think... You- you know, I come from here like nurturing and loving, mm-hmm. and a lot of men that I date mm-hmm. don't have that, and they don't know how to love. Okay, yeah. I think that's a lot of what I run into. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm attracting this type of guy for a reason. And I, I'm the opposite. Like I always joke with my friends that my problems are not their problems. <laughs> what do you think about house dates? Now let's say hypothetically. You're kicking it with a guy. Um, he takes you out on one date. But after that one date to kind of get in there, the rest are house dates. That's a good question. I mm-hmm. mean, it's so many things. Like, <laughs> it's going to be weird. Like, where did I meet him? Did somebody hook us up? Well, because um, this has been a friend. Okay. No. I would do it. Okay. Because that's different. Like, if I just met you at the gas station <laughs> or, you know, we met online or whatever, no. You need yeah. to take me out because you could be crazy. Like, people yeah. are crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this is somebody that, like, you know your parents know his parents. Oh, Y'all been around girl. each other. Y'all were even, like, worked in the same location at one point. I would. I mean, because <laughs> we know each other. You know, okay. I know your people. Um, but I would require him to take me out at least the first time. The first time, mm-hmm. we not going to chill at your house or my Oh, house. yeah, no, not the first time, no. But after that, yeah, we already yeah. friends. Let's just hang out and see where it right, goes. Right, right. And I'm the type where, like, if you take me out on two dates, I, I, my biggest thing, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I don't like guys spending a crazy amount of money on me. Yeah, me either. Um, so I know when guys have taken me out on really expensive dinners, like sometimes I'll be like, hey, let's go to the bar and like I'll buy you, like let's just have a cocktail on me. Like I'm really that type of girl. Like, because yeah. if I don't, I feel bad about it. I don't know why. I am like that too, <laughs> but I have learned to be conscious about mm-hmm. it because men get intimidated mm-hmm. when we do that like oh, oh she really? wanna <laughs> she wanna buy drinks and stuff yeah. well i think it's a good gesture yeah 
I, I used to do that too. I mean, but I like to be winded down. Let me not get it twisted. <laughs> but I will, right. um, like, you know, okay, we can get drinks or appetizer or whatever. I don't mind that. Yeah. Paying for that. Mm-hmm. But I let the man be the man. I can't. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just a weird quirk about me. Yeah. I think it's a good one, actually. I N D E P E N D E N T. Do you know what that means? Okay. But um, just to get serious again, I know um, because I did want to comment on this about growing mm-hmm. and um into who you are. And another weird thing about me that people, a lot of people don't know, except um my mom, is in the past year I've kind of got to a place where I don't know if I want kids, and I've actively been like, I need to maybe have this discussion with future guys that I date because kids may not be an option. Wow. What made you come to that conclusion? Um, okay. Um, this year I tragically lost a friend and it was just very suddenly, like of course out of nowhere because it was an accident. And um, since then I've been battling anxiety and it's just been a really weird ride because I'm like, I'm a counselor and now I have really bad anxiety um, to the point where I can't sleep and so just losing someone so suddenly has just been on my psyche so bad that I have been like, I don't want to have kids because if something happened to them, I think I would go insane. And I know every parent thinks that and has that anxiety, but it's just like me. I'm like, if I'm going through all this because of a friend or former roommate, like I cannot imagine losing somebody that like I birthed and raised. And so... Um, I just been like, I don't think I can do it. And so I've always wanted it. And if there was a 100% sure chance that I could see this child to the end and nothing would happen to them, I wouldn't want kids. But it's just my anxiety is so bad. I feel like I would be a serious, serious helicopter parent. Like quitting my job to make sure I'm at the school all the time to make sure that it's just something that's kind of been on my mind. And I'm like, oh, I want kids now. And I hope that a guy I meet could be understanding of that. As he should. Mm-hmm. Okay, as a counselor, uh-huh. how do you address your anxiety? I'm a, I'm a, we're going to unpack that. How do you address the anxiety? Um, I would say I push it to the back of my mind. I distract myself. Um, prayer. Ooh, prayer yeah. is my antidepressant. Because I'm not, I mean, anti-anxiety medication. Because um, I'm not medicated for my anxiety. But, um, so I rely a lot on prayer and um talking to my mom soothes me you know watching something funny all the things they tell you to do and they work yeah they work um for the moment but um hopefully i find the peace that i need long term yep but and i think with death you have to be present being mindful and i kind of spoke on it before like i know sometimes like with my granddad that passed a lot of people try to like talk over it or talk around it Mm -hmm. you do really well with talking about your friend whether you post about her like i'm thinking Mm -hmm. about you today or whatever i think that's a great step to part like your healing to acknowledge it because then you can work on the feelings that like surround that Mm -hmm. and everybody i think i struggle with anxiety a little bit but mine was more depression right um when he died but i decisions Uh was where i got really anxious okay 
with your anxiety, you have to hit it head on. Yeah. And you said put it behind your head, in uh-huh. the back of your mind. Like, you have to address your anxiety and say, like, I'm getting anxious. What can Kristen do right now to fix that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not opposed to medicine. When I was depressed, mm-hmm. depression doesn't last for forever. Right. I was on medication for six months. Okay. And then I got off my medicine, and I haven't been on for another, like a year and a half since that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I needed it because I could not get out the fog. Okay. Like, I literally, like, was yeah. just living, like, on a cloud. Like, I was right. just in my own world. Definitely. So, you know, I think it takes time mm-hmm. to, like, grieve. Yeah. And you know that. Yeah. And then, like, to work on the anxiety part. Uh-huh. But a baby, I'm not discouraging you. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Yeah. It's your life. But a baby, your baby, I'm trying to claim this over your <laughs> life, baby. your baby is going to be made out of love. Yeah. Indeed. And you might feel differently when you meet that one. Yeah. To have that union and then and to then, have yeah, a baby. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it might be a little different. It might. It might. And, you know, we are ever changing and evolving. Uh, evolve. Yeah. I mean, I commend you for standing in that. A lot of people... Mm-hmm. Don't even acknowledge it. Like, I'm good, especially in the back community. Like, just pray about it. Mm-hmm. A lot. My family told me to do that. And that's not against them. I, I appreciate it, but that's just the upbreaking. Like, nobody wanted me to go to therapy. Nobody wanted me to take medicine. Yeah. Like, I had to do it for myself. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, because we both work in a helping field, I don't know if you experience this, but it's like, wow, I am really a mental health professional yeah. that needs mental Help, help. Mm -hmm. And that has been a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, I feel like it has made me a better counselor because when my kids come, students come in with grief, I'm like, I could cry with them now. Because I remember doing a grief group before Danielle passed and just feeling so detached. Like, I'm sorry that happened, guys. But now I'm like... Oh my goodness. It gets real and and real healing can take Take place. place. Because I'm like, you crying, I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yep. So, like, the experience makes it so much different. Mm -hmm. I think we all heal from different things, whether it's a loss or, Mm -hmm. you know, of a person you care about. Everybody has to go through that specific type of healing. It just makes you a better person. And, right, you're so fresh. It's so fresh, Kristen. Mm-hmm. With time, I know everybody used to be, time makes, I used to be like, no, it doesn't. Time mm-hmm. doesn't make it any better. But I have had to find a lot of peace. And like the other day when I was thinking about my granddad, mm-hmm. it brought me so much joy. Yeah. I love Yes. <laughs> that is the best. Instead yeah. of being sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. It was. It is. Yeah. So, sorry that we got off on a tangent. Yeah. But that's real. I mean, but that goes along with changing. And I, I mean, that can be right on the money with um, relate relationships. Yeah. You're right. So speaking about relationships. How do you deal with mm-hmm. the where, where we are in life? A lot of our friends are getting married or having children. Yes. How do you deal mm-hmm. with being that single free <laughs> friend while we have these people surrounding us? Oh, my goodness. Prayer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my goodness. Some days are 
better than others. And I think majority of the time, like, I'm okay with it because I truly believe in the walking in your season mantra. Like, it is not for me. And I don't wish anything bad on anybody. I want all my friends to be happy because I want them to wish the same on me. And I just like seeing people genuinely happy anyways. Um, But the roles might change in in um, 10 to 20 years. You get what I'm saying? So um, right now is their time. Right now is not my time. And then uh, going back to what we were saying earlier, everything that that glitters is not gold. So I have friends, like I said, that um, are not 100% happy. They wish they could have my life they tell me all the time I wish I could be single and kidless for um some time just to see what that's like again so I think it's all about just loving where you are and appreciating it yeah um right my issue is a lot of my friends are there and they are wanting me to be there with them right they want me to meet them and I'm like I don't I'm not there (laughs) married people want their friends to be married yeah. Because once you're married, you're not you're not living like you were when you were single. And I don't know, do you think it's a, they just want to see you happy because they think that's going to make you happy? Or do you think it's a, I want us to be on the same page so that our friendships stay strong? Like, what what do you think it is? I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I, I know that they love me as people because we all were single at one point. Yeah. Um, But now that they have changed, this is a new chapter in their life. Yeah. You know while I'm still a part of this chapter, mm-hmm. they can't do the same things that I do. No. Or I can't do the same things that they do. Mm-hmm. And I respect their relationships. Okay. And I think that that's a big part because you have to know where your friends stand. And I would never interrupt right. what they have. You know, I root for this. Yeah. So I just, and then, you know, they, they found love and they know what it feels like. Yeah. I think that they wish that for me. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm not willing to share that love with somebody else. If that makes yeah. sense. Like yeah. I'm loving on me so much right now. It, like this is yeah. the happiest I've ever been in my life. Definitely. And if he comes, he's going to be an accessory. He's yes. not going to make you make or break you. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. So that, that's a different dynamic. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. I, and you know what? I, I do feel like I don't have that many married close friends. And that's just been my journey. When my friends have gotten married, they have fallen off. Oh, yeah. It was hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. So, yes. We have made it. My favorite part of the show. Righteous and Ratchet. Righteous and Ratchet. So I read this and it said, I've learned over time that people will hold you to standards that they can't even meet themselves. Um, I think just like I'm saying, people will hate you for something they did an hour ago. People will be like, I hate liars knowing they don't lie four times today. They don't lie to their boss about why they're late. <laughs> they they lie to their mama why they can't come to Sunday dinner. <laughs> Seriously. Um... But then they'll say they hate life. So they really do hold you to the same. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I don't think that I necessarily hold people to standards that I can't meet. Mm-hmm. But I have had to pray for discernment um, when people don't 
meet my expectations or I feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick or like God why do I always end up with my feelings hurt like I've been there a couple of times Mm -hmm. and now I just know like that might just not be my person or that might not be my friend you know Mm -hmm. they don't reciprocate what I give out right so that's why I wanted to choose that one And this one is, your glow up is going to be hard for some people to watch. Glow up anyway. Mm -hmm. Your glow up is going to be hard for people to watch because like you said, you're going to have friends that started at the same place you are and you're elevating and they're not going to know how to take you. And that goes back to money doesn't change you. Sometimes it changes the people around you. People don't know how to act when you're on a different level. This with the glow up, my glow up did not happen until um, I really started listening and focusing on God, whatever his purpose and his calling was for me. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean, like, I feel like I've always known where I wanted to go in life. Right. But, you know, you have to jump through some hoops. It didn't necessarily happen like that. But listening and following him mm-hmm. was when I really started the glow up and it was internal. It yes. wasn't external. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that can be, I guess, inferior to other people, or like yeah. you feel like is that the word I'm trying to look for? Intimidating, intimidating, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to other people when you have God or they can see God in you. My relationship is so deep with Him now, like we are connected, and I've always known who He was, but this is the closest I've ever been to God. Yeah, and I Christianity can be fun. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I do I can't stand when people think that you can't do this or you can't do that because you're a Christian. What you shouldn't be doing as a Christian is judging. Yeah. Okay? So let's start there. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Judging people for going out enjoying their life. Something to say every time, then you need to check why it bothers you. Woo! That's a word. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's the end of righteous and wretched right there. That's a word. Yeah. You should see her face. <laughs> she did that from her soul. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for listening to another episode mm-hmm. of Crown. Please like, subscribe, and review. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you? I mean at Kristen. M-K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-M underscore on Instagram or on Twitter, Miss Kristen, M-S underscore K-R-Y-S-T-I-N. Until next time, keep those crowns high.